There are all these dimensions, worlds, alternate realities, and they're all right on top of each other. It forks off into a new possibility. We wanted choices, chances, the movements would allow us to travel to a dimension permanently, stay there. everybody welcome back it's the ny patriot show this week i have another guest uh someone i'm very very excited to have back on uh i had a great time with him the first time i had him on and as soon as i dropped that episode i was already asking him to come back on again uh somebody that i think uh, i can have a great conversation with and it's always uh it's a learning experience as well uh so i'll stop uh i'll stop praising you and i'll just uh let you introduce yourself dean Hey, man, I'm Dean Renner, <laughs> Up Is Down Podcast. What's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Thank you for coming on again, bro. Of course. Yes, great time with you last time. Yeah, man, cool. I'm stoked. Yeah, so let everybody uh, know where they can find your stuff. Well, you can listen to Up Is Down Podcast pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Um, Apple. I'm done with, I mean, I'm not done with Apple. It's just, you know, the RSS feed goes wherever. Um, but I host my show on Spreaker and as far as podcast apps go, I like the, I like Podverse and things like that, but you can find me on Twitter at, at up is down podcast on Twitter. And you can also check it out and listen to the show and do all kinds of other cool stuff on uh, com. Yes. And his, uh, I'll tell you, his shows are actually, uh, pretty well done. Like I was even saying to him before, I mean, even his show notes, uh, might actually have more in it than some shows do. So... <laughs> I Thanks, would definitely man. suggest, yeah, definitely suggest uh, if you don't mind stopping and listening and thinking for a while, please go check out this man's show. And, uh, cool, dude. Yeah. Thanks and, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I try hard to make a, a, a good product that <laughs> stands alone and stands out a little bit from, from uh, you know, the big, the big podcast circle jerk about conspiracy <laughs> stuff. Like it's, you know. Well, that's why you're on here again. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, I was going to have Dean on for a different topic, and we started talking about, uh, I had seen that he had some episodes from a while ago about gang stalking. I did not listen to him, um, but I he brought it up, and I was like, I, I never even heard of that before. I was like, well, what is that? And when he started talking about it, I was like, holy fuck. I was like, this is exactly the type of shit I've actually been thinking about and been wanting to have someone cover, actually, but I had no idea who would. So this actually just worked out perfect. So uh, we're going to talk about gang stalking. So, uh, Dean, if you could let everybody know what that is, just in case they don't know it like I didn't. All right. Yeah. Well, um, by no means am I any kind of an expert at all. It's just something that caught my attention um, about a year and a half ago following the death of Tracy Twyman. 
I was a big mm. fan of her work and she was close She's an amazing to woman. Pe- yeah. She's pretty close friends with people that um, I'm really close to. So I never had the, the, the fortune of actually meeting her um, before she passed away. And so as I was just digging into some of her old work, I, I learned a little bit about some of the things that she was going through in the last year or two of her life. And she was, she ended up introducing me to the term of gang stalking. And so I started doing more research about that. And this seems pretty clear to me that she is one of millions of other people who are being intentionally targeted and harassed either through electronic devices being hijacked or, um, Honestly, I mean, it gets pretty complicated, but essentially what it breaks down to is gang stalking is a, a assault technique that has been developed by uh, intelligence and military industrial complex type organizations like DARPA and the DOD and the Pentagon. And it's a way to hijack and manipulate people's own bioresonant frequencies, which is a form of surveillance and monitoring. Mm-hmm. Everyone sheds DNA constantly, and that DNA can then be fed into supercomputers, synthesizing that DNA into a very specific and unique frequency. That frequency then can be found, targeted, located anywhere in the world at any time constantly. <sighs> and because it is a part of your biology, you can't escape it. And as a consequence of this technology and this type of technique for manipulation and harassment and real real assaults on people ultimately there's a huge industry that has developed around this to make this uh, widely available not just to military aspects but to a very real and very dangerous street level application yeah yeah and i I totally uh i totally believe that shit's going on (laughs) i mean it, it used to be that people you know would spy on people and it used to be that it was just the military yeah. or the, our governments that were spying on other governments or other operatives. But as that technology and those techniques have become more advanced through, through time and through endless, endless funding, um, these things, of course, like everything becomes smaller, tighter, uh, more more compact and more widely available. And as we realized over the last 10, 20, 15, maybe 10 to 15 years, the big rush for everyone to submit their DNA to a third party to find out their ancestry and heritage as if that, as if that matters to anyone, I believe that is just a marketing ploy for massive collection sites of DNA. And when you find that some of these companies that would on their face seem to have no interest in having massive databases of millions of people's DNA. And yet they do. I'm talking about places like Amazon. Why does Amazon, have millions and millions of people's DNA samples stored in a database. What are, you know, what does that mean? Well, that means that they have access to all those frequencies, all those synthesized hybridized frequency connections to actual human people on the ground. And then those things can then be fed into other satellite dishes. So anyone can be spotted. I mean, how do you think it's not just smart technology that, um, uh, you know, auto corrects your words when you're writing in, you know, typing into a field. It's that these things are constantly watching you all the time. Just like when you allow access to the microphone on your phone, yep. Yep. good luck trying to figure out how to turn that off. You can't, there's no way to disallow access to your microphone. You can turn your cameras off and you can turn, uh, you can put a piece of tape over your, you know, your, uh, 
your what, little a, a laptop. Uh, yeah, your little cam. laptop screen thing. But people fail to realize that the entire screen itself is also a mirror. And even and we know because it's been revealed that even when your phone is off, it's still running programs in the background. It's still searching and listening and hiding, you know, everything. Uh... So it's just it's no wonder <laughs> to me that people are coming out of the woodwork talking about how they feel like they're going crazy. They don't understand how they what they're hearing in their minds or what they're being told to do or why they're suddenly they're just hit with massive fatigue and depression out of the blue. It's no wonder to me at all because these things are just constantly being modulated all the time by people who simply just want to watch people suffer for one and they just want to know what they can sell you on another level and on another level after that they want to know how many people they can collect into a database that then they can then trade and sell that data to other interested parties yeah i mean even when you mentioned the even the whole like thing with the dna before even when i thought uh not at first i i wasn't thinking that um maybe there was something bad behind it but i i was like wondering i'm like you know if, if somehow this shit got hacked there's a lot of people jumping to go find out the 23andMe and all this ancestry shit. I'm like, that's a lot. There's a lot of people's fucking DNA out there now. Yeah. And uh, and then eventually I started to think like, well, maybe this is the whole reason behind it. But regardless, like you have to think like they they are associated with so many other things. It's just looking back uh, at it, I guess maybe people didn't realize, but I guess now you can you know maybe see how that probably wasn't the best idea. Because I feel like there's just one huge bank somewhere that has everybody's fucking shit stored because of these, well, these yeah, companies. I, I mean, I think it's worse than that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just for people that are familiar with my show, I always think it's worse than that. Like, I mean, I've I, even wondered, like, even, I like, mean, it's uh, definitely more than one massive bank. Oh, you know? yeah. And there's, there's, we're talking about an entire industry. You know, it's not like there's just one company that's just hoarding all this information and data like they're constantly replicating it and selling it yeah. and reducing it and expanding it yeah that's it's 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 big it's big business you know and so people wonder how you know how does this who this is the thing the saddest part is that because human beings are so so simple you know and we have these great hearts and these minds and consciousness and we couldn't even imagine i mean on a very simple level that you know no government would do that to its own people because i would never do that to anybody you know like mm -hmm. we tend to base our understanding of how governments and how systems and societies work based on what we do as individuals because we couldn't fathom a you know say uh abusing a child we don't think that anyone else could either yeah. you know and that's just it's just simply not true you know, and I mean, there are massive industries and places for people to see the suffering, not only of children, but of people in their own family, where they are detached and it's a hands off type of assault where they can actually reap the benefits of really physically hurting somebody or making somebody hurt themselves. And they can not only just enjoy that for their own sick pleasure, but they can then have that and commodify that activity for sale to someone else who wants that as well. You know, I think we were we were talking earlier about like, you know, uh, all the feelings like fear. You know, you can be fit, uh, ridden of fear and anxiety. I think like through through this type of stuff, I do believe through frequencies and sound waves we can be manipulated. I even that's a whole basis, really. I think on magic in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and I've uh, 
I'm just trying to think of the nicest way to say this. Um, you know, people can be ridden with that and start to almost kind of be delusional or start bordering, I think, mental illness. You know, and and it's and it's due to being fucked with. It's, you know, not their fault. You know what I'm saying? And I it, I see I see how the left seems to want to make people like that or that small percentage of the population's opinions and mindsets and their ideas of how the rest of humanity should be, um, should emulate them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, are you causing the people to be like that? So then you can use them to start pushing the fucking agenda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are you putting people in a, in a fucked up mind state to all of a sudden become vocal, and now you people got to be like me? You know, and it, everybody fucking listens to them. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean... So I mean, we, I mean you can even just get in with the whole sexual agenda that's being pushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, even just with that. You know, are you yeah, manipulating yeah. motherfuckers to think in such fucking retarded ways that that's what makes sense to you now? Yeah. And now you're pushing that onto the you know public, saying, "Look at me. You should accept this and be like this too." You know, yeah. and then causing Nor- and then causing a, a split in society. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's and then that causes more fear and anxiety without even have to sending a frequency to people. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if yeah, of course. And but if you think about all of those images, all of those. All of those bits of data, all of those images, those websites, those sound bites, those those broadcasts, all of those things are broadcasts, and all those broadcasts have their own weight and their own substance. Yes. And with weight and substance, there's a particular and undeniable exclusive frequency, and all of those frequencies commingle with our own bioresonant frequency. That's how the gang stalking electronic manipulation works. Is every single person's DNA is within that is contained a specific frequency that resonates with the earth's frequency, which yes. resonates with the different larger cosmic frequency. And all those things can be commingled. Um, we can't necessarily synthesize the earth's frequency, but every, every living being, including animals has a unique yes. bio yes. resonant frequency that can be synthesized into a sound, into a frequency and can be artificially recreated and then put back. And so if you have something that has the exact identity that you have on a frequency level, some source, some third party, and that information is being stored in a satellite somewhere, and from some mainframe computer, from some control console, someone can uh, say, uh, hmm, let's get Dean Reiner to think about eating his cat today. (laughs) You know? And then boom, zap, that idea, just that idea seems to come out of nowhere. You know, and I think there is something to that. I think that I don't know how many people experience. I think a lot of people experience this, but like when you're suddenly, you know, you're just doing your thing and all of a sudden you just have the most weirdest backwards, darkest, perverted thinking that just suddenly just shoots through your brain. You're like, whoa, why would I ever think that? It's because it's not really your thoughts. (laughs) I was, uh, (laughs) I was one time, you know, you know, getting into occultism a little bit. I also think the moon has something to do with that, but not to get too far off. But I, I had even said uh, I was trying to tell some like weird shit to my wife, and I guess I was just trying to give her examples for her to maybe grasp what I was trying to get at, because this stuff was like totally over her head. She was never into this shit. Uh, I was like, yo, did you ever wonder like when you're sitting there and like you might be doing something and the most weirdest fucked up thought comes into your head? 
I was like, where does that come from? That's not you. Yeah. I said, think about that. Yeah. How does that happen? And some people would say, actually, that is you. That's that's a part Mm. of the fabric of your of of your archetypal makeup. That that, could could have been triggered, though, not not. But you didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that that's necessarily Mm. wrong. I'm not saying that that's not true. I think all of us are massive containers of various different archetypes. All those those things. Every possibility, I think, is exists within within us to be right. But that doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that some lesser or lower vibrational aspect of yourself suddenly just innocuously shot to the surface. I believe that those things get nudged. Those things can be nudged upward yeah. through your consciousness to where all of a sudden there's a thought in your brain. Yeah. Like a thought yeah. that is so abhorrent and so backwards to how you actually are on a, you know, on your basic continuum that it just seems inexplicable. You know, and I think that people just take that for granted. Like, oh, why did I think about just punching that guy in the face? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was like telling her. I was like, you could be outside talking to a neighbor. They could say something to you. And now you want to fucking smack him upside the head with the shovel you got in your hand. What the fuck? What the fuck made you go from zero to 100 like that? Yeah, and some people would say, "Oh, well, that's just you know, that's that's just a lesser base archetype of yourself. That's you know, part yeah, of your ancestors, yeah. you know, whatever." And you know, that may be true, or it also could be um, that you are being manipulated from the outside through a frequency. Yeah, I, remember. I think I think that's a lot of it, man. I think there's a lot of. I mean, what we saw last summer over all the mm. protesting and rioting. Yes, some please of, cover that. Some of the craziest, craziest. <sighs> humanity being displayed the absolute animal barbarism that was displayed and i swear i never thought i would have seen that yeah this 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 agony and ecstasy in the throes of agony and ecstasy and role-playing these games i mean it really did it could look like people are literally out of their minds you know they went from being a underpaid barista or a boyfriend to by the time you know the sun sets they're in full clad costume gear and they're going to war on the streets, lighting fires. Like how does that happen? Does it happen so naturally? I don't necessarily think so. Not totally. I think that a lot of these things were pushed and nudged forward through electronic manipulation, especially if everyone's got their phones out and they're constantly live streaming and they're constantly broadcasting. They're, they're, they're transmitting all of the third dimension that they're a part of in this activity into a two-dimensional data stream through their black mirror. Yeah, yeah, there was something uh, we, you know, we were talking about before with the phones and how I said, mm-hmm. you know, this stuff, you know, I, I worry that it might be bouncing around through our phones. And one of the reasons I said that is that uh, we didn't go into it too much uh, because we really didn't want to start like pointing the finger at some fucked up shit. And we didn't want to have to worry about, uh, like, having issues. But when we covered Randall Nordica, um, you know, there were some things that we did leave out in that show. But we think we, that we put enough out there for people to realize. And, and we shit on it enough, I think, in our own opinions for people to understand that it's probably not the best app to use. But there was stuff when we started researching, like, the patents and whatever, the stuff that was involved with this program. It seemed to us as if it's going to be able to like start pinging other people who have it. Like you're, you're going to be able to start becoming connected. And uh, that's just another whole level of shit right there that I was like, Oh, oh I, I totally agree with that. Man. You know, I, mean, and I, I never experience. really came out and said that or wanted to, and you know, my show wasn't that big and I, you know, I'm not going off on it, but 
I mean, there is uh, the capabilities from what we were looking at that that's what that motherfucker is going to do. For sure, man. I mean, I've, I've had some pretty interesting experiences over the last couple of years making this show and some of the subjects I looked into specifically, yeah. specifically around gang stalking and ritual abuse and um, mostly just those two topics where I've had the most interesting type of events that have unfolded around me as I'm doing the work, putting those pieces together and honestly, like filling my consciousness with some of the most horrific things. And I got all these files and I got all these links and these screens and I'm, you know, I'm uploading information to my consciousness. And by doing that, I'm, I'm leaving myself wide open if I don't take measures to protect myself. So I've, I've learned that if I have any sort of a mess going on in my life in any way, and I'm digging around in some of this really, really dark material, if I don't put some sort of boundary, some real vocalized boundary, or some type of protection ritual or intention to keep me in my home safe from these entities. Cause I think these entities live within all of these things. Oh, um, yeah. Those, those things will make a home in that little mess. So if I have shit that's unchecked, if I have some sort of conflict yes. um, in my life that I'm not, it's I haven't get worse. resolved or, or I'm just putting off, the darkness of these subjects and the power within these types of technologies, these links, these images, these substances will find themselves in there. You know, if you have shit under yes. your bed, that's a great place for shadows to grow. <laughs> yo, yo, you know, and I, and I was saying to you before we recorded and uh, <coughs> me and Lux, when we were working on that, uh, not to go into it too much, but I mean, like we were, we even didn't, we didn't feel right. Like there was something like me and him even started wondering, you know, is something up with like, you know, from us digging into it or even looking at it so much, is there something really, if, you know, that can affect you just from that? Because it just me and him were both very paranoid for some reason. <laughs> and it's in it. And it even started to affect our, our friendship in a way. And uh, it was a rough series actually at the end, by the time we were done, and me and him both looked back at it and we're like, oh, maybe it's this fucking like shit dude. Because like we both ended up like kind of almost becoming people we weren't, you know, at least I, I know yeah. I did. I started getting a little bit paranoid and maybe I got a little bit harder to work with. I'll admit that. But it definitely was not us. Like we were not who we were, normally were. And me and him were like, yo, we even like we're like, maybe we need to take a break after this one. And I think uh, what we did was we had a guest come on to cover the Jehovah's Witness with us. So it was kind of like, you know, half of a break. Like we still put mm -hmm. something out, but we had somebody on with us because we were just like, yo, I don't even want to like really dig into anything crazy right now. Like what, you know, we just felt off, man. Something was yeah. right up with that shit. Yeah. Sometimes you, know? you, you know, once you finish the work, once you finish the piece, for me anyway, I've found it really beneficial to just do a nice palate cleanser oh. and watch just watch some cat videos for a while. Yeah, when you said that before, you know? I knew exactly what you... <laughs> yo, yo, I'm asking my wife to put on 90 Day Fiance because <laughs> yeah. she likes that show. And I'm like, yo, I just need some dumb fucking shit to watch right now just to decompress and just to like get back to like what the, you know, who the fuck I was. Yeah, a little <laughs> palate cleanser. Yeah, little exactly. Sort of wash up. I was like, I'll smoke a joint and watch this stupid shit and just forget about all the other crap that I just went through. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's important to do that because I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I, don't know, I, yeah, I, I just think when when you start when you start accessing the other side and you're and you're doing some work and you're you're looking at really particularly dark shit that is inexplicable and 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 and, and like super pervasive, ultra pervasive, like you know, um, 
like spirituality, that's something that is so subjective and intangible that cannot be contained or really, um, really isolated into any kind of thing. Or if you're doing something like electronic harassment or weapons defense types of things, it's another massive broad spectrum subject matter with so many facets, so many different leaves coming off of that branch. Um, you can't just contain all that stuff. And so for me, I have to I have to do my best to contain all those things within the work that I'm doing with the subject and the podcast and then produce it and then wash my hands of it for a while. You know, I've only just kind of started looking back at the gang stalking stuff because I'm going to be doing another show on Thursday with a good friend of mine, but also that, you know, that Travis Scott show uh, started making me think about things and, you know, it's not, it's not too, I mean, there's so much, there, there's simply too many overlapping coincidences and synchronicities about all of the things that apparently took place. And by apparent, and I really mean apparently because it certainly appears to be um, a massive smorgasbord of synchronicities. Yeah. Um, there's just too much there to ignore and to say, Oh, well that was a trampling and people were high on drugs. I just don't think it's that simple. I no, think that not at all. I don't I think mean, so. you can't have that many people in a place like that to suddenly experience the same type of almost synchronized seizing. You know, there was like seizures and heart, yeah. heart attacks, like, and then actually like listening. So I've never heard Travis Scott's music before. I had oh, no God. idea. Yo, I didn't know who he was or who he was even with until this happened. I shit you not. I had to ask yeah. my wife, who's Travis Scott? Yeah. I had so no I li- idea who the I, fuck I listened this was. To, I listened to some of his songs and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. Yo, R- Ryan, like I told you, a show asked me and Lux to come on uh, tomorrow to, to cover this topic. And I was texting Lux. I was like, yo, I was like, I was all excited to do this. And I was like, yo, this guy's music is fucking horrible. I was like, yo, I was like, is there anything you can send me that I could look at that doesn't include his music? I was like, yo, it took me all day just to watch a couple of his videos and take some notes. I was like, yo, this shit's just trash. Right. So check this out, right? When I was first hearing about that event and I'm hearing people's anecdotes, people that were there and people that were like, oh, man, you know, you got to you got to prepare for a Travis Scott show because they're notoriously like ragers, you know, people Mm. moshing and shit. And I'm like, okay, you know, all right. I've, I've been to some rager shows and I'm a person who listens to metal, not primarily, but I've been to a Slayer concert. That's my primary (laughs) thing is I listen (laughs) to metal and yeah. Okay. So you got Slayer. That's, that's pretty rager. Yeah. Yeah. Their mosh pits are fucking serious. Yeah. And so then I, I listened to this guy's music and I'm like, this is, this is like dark trap music. Yeah. And I know that the thing behind trap is like a lot of, you know, Sizerp and drank and fentanyl and dope and Xanax and like all those things are super downer type of frequency substances, super down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do people rage out on so much down frequency type of stuff? And I'm only asking that as a comparison to some of the shows that I've been to, like, you know, like, like you, like a Slayer show or whatever. Um, that's super high. Like, that's, yeah, that's the, like the tempo and, and the music actually match kind of, you know, the speed of what you're doing. Yeah. So I didn't buy it at all that, like, this guy's shows are ragers unless, of, and of course, it's obvious that I'm pretty not clued in to the kids today. I don't really know what makes them tick necessarily. So, you know, maybe there is something about raging out and moshing to trap music. I don't see how the two connect, 
So I didn't buy that at all as far as like this guy shows our ragers and this is what happens at ragers shows people fucking pass out and die. I'm sorry, man, but I've been to so many metal shows, not just like Slayer shows. I'm talking like real brutal black metal <laughs> shows where the entire the entire performance is intended and is obviously a massive ritual, massive Damn. and a very powerful and effective ritual. And I've been to those shows, I mean, countless times, dude. I've been to so many crazy, just wicked, ripping black metal shows and doom metal shows and sludge metal shows. <laughs> Did you ever see Venom? And yeah, I've seen Venom a couple times. <laughs> I assumed once you said doom metal. In Watane, I mean, Watane, dude. Oh, Watane is this crazy black metal band. They literally have like boxes full of dead and rotting animals oh, that they shit. stage up onto the stage, and they're 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 wearing the skins of dead and rotting animals. There's buckets of blood everywhere, and then there's other bands that I've been to and seen, and many times like Sun. Um, Sun is a hugely impressive atmospheric uh, drone metal band, and there's no lyrics. It's just extremely heavy feedback and drone buzz guitar worship. I mean, these guys, it's just two guys and it's a wall of sun amplifiers, like a literally like 25 foot tall wall of sun amplifiers. And these guys just get on the stage and just, you know, it's, and that's heavy. And those guys are wizards. I mean, they're real warlocks. They make no bones about it. They wear the robes. They do the incantations. It is a mega ritual of extremely heavy, low frequency type of incantations. And man, I've been to those shows. I've been to sun shows where me and maybe 10 other people are the only ones standing at the end of the show. You know, that kind of a power has the tendency to reduce people. I mean, I remember being at a sun show in this one in particular where everyone around me and my homie were literally curled up in a fetal position by the end of the show. When the smoke cleared, they were so pummeled they were in the process of recovering from the ritual. And so, but yet, you know what? I mean, nobody died. Yeah. Nobody had heart attacks. And of course, you know, this entire genre of music is addled with drugs. There's plenty of substance use and misuse in these types of shows and venues. Uh, but, you know, no one had synchronized heart attacks or seizures during any of these shows ever. There was never anyone getting carried out by security. There was no security because there was it was unnecessary to have security at these shows. All I'm saying is that the narrative and the story of the trampling because it was a rager just does not fit the bill in the context of what a real heavy rager show is. No. And also with a mega ritual type show, I don't know if that's the case because I simply don't participate in that kind of shit. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying comparatively in, in my experiences, the mega ritual shows that I've participated in been in and the ones that I'm being presented and served now do not, they do not correlate. So no, I don't know. I think there's a, I definitely think there's something to do with the, the sound and the frequency though. Mm -hmm. I was telling that to uh, Ryan, like via text, I will through Instagram, you know, talking about covering the show. I had even told them, I said, you know, the, the entertainer is, you know, just as important or the music and uh, the music, the sound, and whatever type of, like, uh, lighting and shit that's on the stage is probably just as important as the fucking entertainer himself. Oh, I think so. You know so what I'm saying? Well. Like, it's not just Travis Scott. It's the, the music as well, and it's what's being done on, on stage that's really um, syncing everything up 
to make what, you know, they want to happen. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And so, I mean, if you want to kind of continue on this for a little bit yeah, without, yeah. without without dragging it around too much, but all right, so you have this event with, they say, 50,000 people. No one is allowed to be in there unless they can prove that they've been vaccinated, okay? So let's just give it a, let's just make it a given that 75% of those people are legit vaccinated, all right? Um, <laughs> okay. And then uh, you know, I'm sure you saw the videos of the people destroying the uh, gate to get yes. into the VIP section. Yes. That's crazy berserker behavior. Maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe it's just one of those things where someone finally does something to break through and then the mob follows. We saw that all last summer with the rioting and shit. Yeah, someone breaks, January someone, 6th. Yeah, someone breaks a window and all of a sudden all the windows are breaking. And whether or not those are agent provocateurs is beside the point. The point <laughs> is that there was already a, 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 a trajectory of chaos before the music even started. And there's right? always there's always a video for it, too. Isn't that amazing? There's always, yeah. There's, there's always, always somebody there it. right when that shit happens. <laughs> right. Isn't that convenient? And... Uh, so then also remember this, um, I was reminded yesterday that just a few days before the Travis Scott event ritual sacrifice thing, uh, there was a huge show in Arizona, Slipknot. Here's another one of those fake ass weird neo metal <laughs> bands. Um, there was that I never Slipknot got into show. them. I never did. Me neither. Me neither. But it was I found it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, put it that that they stopped. They stopped playing and they canceled the rest of the show after people in the audience created a massive, massive like funeral pyre bonfire in the middle of the audience. Out of nowhere. Who? How? What? What? You know, fuck? what what started that? Who started the fire? What did they burn? What did they light on fire? How did they get so much flammable materials right, in a thinking. massive crowd of bodies? So what I'm saying is like, so these things are happening. First, it was a slipknot thing. They got spooked. They canceled it. Nobody died. It was just chaos. And then there was Travis Scott. There was chaos ramping up throughout the, just before the music even started. And then within what I understand to be within a very short time of Travis Scott's set, people started seizing. People started having maybe heart attacks. There was definitely some instances going on. Never mind that he may or may not have known about it. Travis Scott. Never mind that. All right. So now we have two events in the course of maybe 10 days where there was massive gatherings of people. Chaos ensues. Uh, damage, threats to life, and even death is the result. And then you have some of these same artists that are at the Astro World Tour who are already pushing their audience not to go to shows, but to stay home and engage with their touring virtually. They're doing virtual sets. And you compound that with this new development of what they're calling, quote unquote, the metaverse. You know, perhaps a lot of this stuff is manufactured terror internally and domestically manufactured terror to keep people um, fresh in their minds that the idea of gathering together for any reason is dangerous. And then if you can get enough huge artists like Travis Scott, like Drake, like maybe Bruce Springsteen or fucking whoever fighters, uh, Foo Fighters to say, you know what? Playing live shows is too dangerous. It's too unpredictable. Um, we're only going to do our tours virtually and very exclusively. And we're going to, you know, you can pay to have access to a metaverse performance or whatever. You know, I mean, I think a lot of this shit very well could be manufactured to create a sense of terror, fear, and anxiety about gathering people together, vaccinated or not. 
COVID or not, irrelevant. It's about shifting from impersonal contact, personal contact, in-person, one-on-one, consensual, uh, together outside of your house, shifting that to a place and a location that has no space, that is completely technologically inclined, the metaverse, where if you have that window, that door open, that Ouija board telephone call to the other side, Lord knows what could be coming and going while you're watching Drake (laughs) perform on a green screen in the metaverse, you know, I don't know. That's kind of a long winded tirade, but I think that's a, that's a possibility, you know? I mean, that's, I didn't even think of that, but I mean, that's I wouldn't disregard that idea at all. You know, I I was thinking, you know, it was going to be a lot worse, my opinion with that whole situation, but yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I I could see just another uh, fear tactic. And then, you know, like I had said to you, prior i was like i'd be interested to know how many of these people were vaccinated as well i, would, I think it's safe to assume that the the vast the vast majority i mean i mean if this was to happen in new york i could tell you all of them would be because you can't even go into any i couldn't go to anything like that in new york well yeah yeah i mean so yeah. we're, we're supposed to believe that no one can go to these type of events without a vaccine so you know and i, I remember seeing screen caps of the actual guidelines to entry that you have to prove that you've been vaccinated. Okay. So let's just think about that for a minute. Let's roll that out for just a second. All right. So if uh, the vast majority of these people are vaccinated, and of course I'm someone who believes that not every single one of these COVID vaccines are even real for one thing. I think Mm. that there's a, a large proportion that are just placebos that there's nothing going on there at all. Yeah. And I also don't believe that every single person who gets a COVID vaccine is going to be subject to some sort of gene altering the device. But I do think that every now and then I think that there's larger experimentations. I think that there's meta experimentations happening, experimentations of experiments. And I think some of that has to do with some of these vaccines. And so let's just assume that everyone, maybe 75% of this whole Travis Scott audience is indeed vaccinated. Let's just say that maybe 0.1% of those vaccinated people are actually getting the vaccines that have the real uh, nanobots and, 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 uh, and gene editing type of therapies contained in them. Nanobot technologies, receivers, transmitters of radio frequencies. And I don't think it's impossible to imagine at all that um, those frequencies can be modulated. We know this shit happens all the time. I mean, I've got hours and hours of bioengineers speaking about that specifically, you know, about how these nanotechnologies and these transmitters can be injected in vaccines and have been for a long time, let alone, I mean, just the whole, Mm -hmm. the whole uh, DNA synthesis, you know, I mean, it's one thing to scavenge through someone's garbage can to get a cigarette, but to extract their DNA and synthesize that put into a computer so you can target them as a targeted individual for organized gang stalking. That's one thing. But if you don't even have to go that far at all, if all you have to do is get a massive campaign to get millions or billions of people vaccinated and a small proportion of those vaccines contain the, the technology already contain the device already. You don't even have to collect DNA. You just transmit right to the device, modulate the sound, modulate the frequency and get them to tick the way you want them to. Yeah. I, I often said that, uh, you know, even Lux had thought it, I knew it was, and it was an idea that uh, we thought about possibly with the people at this, uh, this show, you know, I, I believe that there's definitely something in that stuff. Um, like and like you said, it may not. It may be a very small percentage, but I, I do think that there's something in there that people are getting. That uh, all you need is a specific frequency, really, 
Just yeah. start making things Dude, I mean, happen. okay, so these these Travis Scott shows and like the Slipknot show, what I'm going to say is sounds fucked up, but these are great events. These are, you know, much respect and rest in peace to those who died and those who are changed forever in a negative way because of it. But these type of events are very, very great for many reasons because they, they, they push people through different types of transitions in their lives and for better or for worse. And that's why I say they're great is because sometimes we, we, I, um, and by we, I mean the royal we, <laughs> you know, need, need to be nudged forward into some place, whether we like it or not. You know, it's, uh. Uh, maybe it's for our own good, maybe it's not. But I think another thing, and you know, another benefit to these type of events, which if you want to call it a benefit, I'm just saying it's a benefit because of how the machine, um, that the, the techno-narcissistic, the psychopaths who run the world look at these types of things as one of the added benefits is that now that this thing happened and there's so many synchronicities between uh, the symbolism and uh, what looks to be very, very wicked and evil, low frequency, maybe Mm -hmm. even a satanic ritual of human sacrifice kind of thing. If they can push that narrative into a new satanic panic, which is what the truther community is already doing. You know, and that's what's so funny about it is that these type of events are great for the truther, quote unquote, truther community, because the quote unquote, truther community, the QAnon type people <laughs> are going to take this and say, look at this massive human sacrifice. And they're already generating under their own nose, a new satanic panic. Yeah. Which in itself fear. from the 80s now was a CIA now. construct. It was mm-hmm. a defense. You know, it was an intelligence department created construct the entire notion of a satanic panic thanks crowley thanks fucking yeah. aquino and my and anton LeVay. LeVay. Yeah. these yeah. guys were clowns they were showmen they were actors yeah see i i had even said that and i think i've even said that on maybe on a few interviews that i've done you know i don't i question even if crowley really was the person that they even said he was if he even really took over the OTO at all. You know what I'm saying? He Was he just a name yeah. and like, yeah, take a few fucking pictures and we'll, uh, we'll say you did this and did that or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's public knowledge at this point too that not only was Crowley questionable, but I mean, Anton LaVey was co-opted by the FBI. You know, Michael Aquino worked for the fucking military. I yeah. mean, he was an army colonel. Come on. What are we talking about? We're talking about a military intelligence industrial complex creating and manufacturing social movements. Why would they do that? Well, we all know why they do that. Because they want to destroy already asserted paradigms within a collective culture. And that collective culture is fundamentally human and life-oriented. And so to destroy that, you want to create something to counter that. Something as ridiculous and as absurd as the satanic panic. And I'm not saying that there isn't dark spirituality, black magic, and malevolent people and operators, real, real, true black magicians who are really doing real things. I'm not saying that those things aren't happening or that they're not effective or powerful. I'm just saying that the very notion of it on the surface that the low-hanging fruit, it becomes low-hanging fruit for people who, through their own best interests, hearts, and minds, um, take it. They bite that apple. They bite that low-hanging apple of the satanic panic, and then they create the subterfuge that is absolutely needed by these agencies, these three-letter agencies, to continue their work. 
we do the heavy lifting in the end. <laughs> you know, you know what I even thought was a problem with the whole satanic panic thing in, in itself is, uh, you know, it got people, I mean, at least it, I guess, got people knowing maybe that the shit does exist, but I don't, it did not cover uh, the real situation at all. No. It's it, not all convenient. it did was just show, like, the dramatized, I mean, fucking, even uh, LaVey's own daughter, I mean, when she left the, oh, no. the Church of Satan and went over to the Temple of Set, she even said the reason she left is because that she just looked at this shit as a dramatized uh, atheist. Mm-hmm. She even was yeah. like, this shit's just fucking bullshit. And she wanted to go to something that was a little bit more serious. But right. uh, I, I And then, like, th- you know, the, the fucking YouTube truther community expands that into this big malevolent powerhouse force of light versus dark, good versus evil. And it very well could be what she says is just this really innocuous and minor social movement that has no strength and no traction whatsoever. And so while the truther community and the YouTubers over the last 25 years have been showcasing this, this dramatic cosmic battle of good versus evil, they completely obfuscate the real damage and the real purpose of these type of black magic rituals is to not go after people like us, man, not you and me, dude, but our kids. It's the children that they want. And so, and what I mean by that is like, they can shed light on all this. uh, Oh, well they say, you know, like the McMartin school and the human sacrifice and all is look what they're doing to our kids. And while that may be true, maybe debatable, I don't know, ask Ted Gunderson, but you can't cause he's dead. Um, but yeah. what they're what they are getting away from, and you got you know thanks to people like the Satanic Temple and Lucian Greaves, who are denying that false memories. You know, this is the whole false memory syndrome thing. You know, they're they're denying that there could be regressed memories of ritual abuse and human trafficking, sex trafficking is really what it comes down to. Because a sex slave can be used and sold over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Once you kill a victim, it's useless. It's over. There's no more utility in that body, you know. But a sex trade slave, a child can be used, changed, manipulated, name change, facial change, everything over and over and over again their entire life. And so they, they, they point the light in one direction that is easily disputable, easily dismissible because it's crack pottery, it's kookery. And by shining that light in that direction, they keep in the shadows that which is to remain in the shadows, which is the real crime, human sex trafficking. Yeah, well... I feel, yeah, I feel that uh, when they got into that whole satanic panic thing, yeah, they, it was really more of like, well, you know, we're going to expose that this stuff exists, but look over here and, and don't look over here at the worst shit that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Or or even like, you know, me, I, I, I guess it must be because like, you know, I was, I was into the you know magic at one point. It, for me, it, it's almost as if like uh, the fact that it's not understood, uh, I think is a problem as well. You know, I'm right. not saying that everybody should be out there doing this shit. I'm not, I'm not even saying that. Maybe if we just had a little bit different understanding of how the world, I think, really works because of magic, I don't think uh, things would be as bad either. So sometimes, like, I look at this stuff and I'm like, well, like, I'll even go along with, well, they'd rather point the finger at child sex trafficking than how does magic even really work. I even see that as being more of a dangerous subject to touch on. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so like, so like, I, yeah, they're I, so I far totally off base that. when they're even talking about other things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that, well, that and I feel like that's what like, they're doing. Oh, look over here and don't look at you know like w what magic really is, and then the fucked up shit people do because of it. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at that. Yeah, that's to me, dude. I think that's part of the subterfuge that we've created ourselves. That's part of the heavy lifting. I mean, I even think even, QAnon even, promoted that even shit. the word. Yeah, I mean, even the word magic and even the word ritual carries such a burden of evidence, and that evidence has been manufactured and misdirected as something inherently and ultimately naturally dark, malevolent, evil. People fail to realize that taking the you know. Uh, Going to mass is a ritual. Oh, yeah. Taking the Eucharist is ritual. Yeah. Putting Christmas presents under the tree is a ritual. Sticking candy out on the porch for trick-or-treaters is a ritual. You're getting up in the morning and making candles. your coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Blowing out your birthday candles, getting up in the morning, making your coffee, coming home from work, stopping at the store. That's all part of, those are all rituals. Brushing your but teeth we, every day is a fucking ritual. You do it yes, every, all the time. But we are but we do these things unconsciously, unconsciously uh, because we've been told that the only ritual that matters is the evil dark ritual come from heavy metal and satanic worshipers and things like that. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that all the things that we do um, – systemically unconsciously from brushing your teeth to putting presents around the Christmas tree are all rituals. Yeah. We just have a lack of intention. There's no, like the intentional aspect of it has been taken away, diminished, um, made, f you know, well, there's no critical thinking behind the rituals that we do. We just do them unconsciously, I guess is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, if no, we had, totally if right. we had more consciousness behind the rituals that we're doing, we would see that we are engaging in a ritual and 99% of them are uh, benevolent and beneficial to us and other people. 99% of them are innocuous at least and helpful at best. It's the, it's the ones that we're told and that we see like, um, you know, the, the satanic panic stuff, like like the word ritual and the word magic, I think I guess what I'm trying to say has been co-opted. And even the word Satanism, it, these things are just yeah. like these catch-all, these catch-all catchphrases. Yeah, they yeah. put everything into a bag. Everything is satanic. Oh, you got to put it in the satanic bag, you know. And like this is what I really liked about talking with Thomas Leroy on that um, sheep and goat episode. You know, was there's these concepts of a horned god. And the one that has struck out the most is this notion of a, of a Satan, you know, but these are just catch-alls, just like COVID yes. is a catch-all for every COVID is explanation for everything. Now you can't get your, your cat neutered COVID, you know, <laughs> your, your, your fucking table is taking six weeks to show up. You ordered it COVID. Yeah. Can't get, can't get a job, had to leave your job COVID. Oh. Yo, you say you know, that for like, any fucking reason why you don't want to do something, it's okay. And it's accepted. Fucking disgusting. Point blank. It's accepted without any further discussion. Oh, yeah, you know, because of COVID. I remember when I tried to get my cat spayed a, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. Actually, it was like two months ago when I tried to make the appointment. And I learned that there were no animal clinics anywhere around me, even in Portland, even in the Humane Society, that were offering to do any sort of surgeries on animals. And I said, why not? I mean, there are like, you know, uh, feral cats and dogs breeding yeah. <laughs> constantly, making more stray cats and dogs has been a huge problem my entire life. Why is it now not a big deal? Oh, because of COVID. And when I asked the guy to explain to me 
what COVID has to do with spaying <laughs> or neutering animals that are running around in the wild, making more stray animals. He couldn't do it. He just said, that's just what we're told. We just, we can't have anyone in the, in, you know, we can't, we, we either, we either can't get the medication, we can't get the antibiotics, or we don't have the staff, or we can't have people in the facility to perform these surgeries on our animals. And I was like, that is just the most absurd thing to me. Like any single change you want to have happen, you can use the catch all bag of satanic panic slash COVID. I mean, it's just, and it's, it's undebatable. There's no need for question. Everyone just accepts it blindly because you know, we, there's no critical thinking. There's, there's no reason to question any of it anymore. Yeah. And if you do, you're, you're a heretic. If you do, you're a pariah. Yeah, no, no, that's uh yeah, I think that was kind of like what I was even saying to you in the email prior with the left-hand path. <laughs> I was afraid that you were talking about that type of stuff. Uh, I feel like that's even a phrase that a lot of shit gets thrown into. Know, when, when, it's just, when it's just misunderstood, I just, you know. Yeah, so. sometimes I, I wonder if my if my audience on my podcast think that I'm like, uh, turning to Satan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, because, no, 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 no. I, I might have actually... Because I talk to because I talk to Satanists, you know. But I mean, I've also I've I've talked to, um, you know, Orthodox fundamental Christians. I've talked to I've talked to transhumanists. I've talked yeah. to uh, you know sovereign citizen straw man people um, on my podcast. I've talked to all kinds of people on my show, and I just like to have the conversations, you know, oh, that are, for that sure. are different because sure. they're. I just think they're stimulating. I think it's important okay. to put things into context and to, and to, and just to observe the context. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, no. The, the only thing is, uh, not to like get on that subject. It's just that, you know, I, I look at that whole thing with the left hand path. Like, it's not so cut and dry, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if if you look at like everything as a, you know, polarity, you know, one extreme mm-hmm. to the next. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if my opinion, just being born into the flesh, that automatically threw you into the left hand path. <laughs> so I know. Well, yeah, that's my take on it. So. So uh, we're already started there, and the only way we're going to get to the right is still walking the left-hand path, just the other fucking direction now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very much so, so, so and now <laughs> this is this will even tie in satanic. The word satanic. Uh, if I have to, if you go by the tree of life and my experience with the stuff that I've done, I'm going to have to use the left-hand pillar, which is associated with a left-hand path. Uh, type stuff for me to actually break out of the matrix, you know, mm-hmm. or to break free. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you believe that you're in some sort of matrix and you are now trying to break out of it, if I'm trying to oppose the system that I'm in now, I guess I might be acting a little satanic then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and the thing is, is that I'd have to go and use that sort of aggression that is normally used in a bad way in more of a form of like, let's say, uh, Archangel Michael. He would be somebody who would cut down and just cut off the cancer so the rest can go and do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be using that more type of an energy and freeing myself from the matrix. But I have to do that through the left-hand path. At some point, when you get up to the top, the only way you're breaking out of the matrix is on the top part of the tree at the top of the left path. So, yeah. I mean, I think, and, and honestly, I think if, you know, the, the you know a, a balanced person, unfortunately, is going to have a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... So I think it's, it's not necess- so I cut and dry, I don't think, especially with the word satanic as well. Yeah, 
You know, like, <laughs> like, like me even like, you know, trying to even, I mean, listen, if I'm trying to even like practice magic in the sense of, I want to be a better person, uh, I want to be more balanced. I'm not using this uh, against anybody. It's just really for me to have a relationship with God, um, to a point that is very self centered as well. <laughs> I think that's totally fine. And I think no, no, very, I know, but I I'm saying very, but, but people very left hand back. Yeah, you know I mean? that's what I'm saying. People will be like, "Well, service to self and service to others." That it, that's such fucking drastic polarizations of it. Yeah. You know what I'm? That's what I'm getting at. Like, I would have to be a little bit of service to self if I wanted to be fucking better. You know, because I know it benefits me in the long run anyway. <laughs> So like I just I I feel like that those those words like you said catch all phrases. Yeah, they're just catch all. They mean nothing anymore. And every yeah. time they get bandied about, whether it's on the you know alternative media, truth or community, or real hardcore mainstream talking heads, every time those words get said, they they get devalued. You know, like the word safety. I mean, fuck, dude. We'll never look at the word health, safety, uh, together. We'll never look at these words the same. Vaccine, these words are changing oh, constantly, you know? It's a new I mean, world. It's just, it's a totally new way. It's a totally yeah. new way. And there's nothing that's going to stop it. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say. And the events that, like, you know, the Travis Scott show, the um, the the Slipknot thing, I mean, and, and obviously there's going to be another one, you know? I mean, mm. the next big event is there's going to be something. And maybe it's manufactured. Maybe it's uh, these people are these audiences are peppered with the genre provocateurs. We saw that happen. Anytime that there's a group of people, particularly younger people under 45 years old, um, they're susceptible to manipulation. They're susceptible to um, to government influence, honestly, through mm. manipulation and intimidation. You know, and I mean, if you get people who are already skating the line of legitimacy whether or not they're dealing drugs or they're working and operating in cryptocurrencies or gray and black markets and they get caught and rather than actually face prison time where their asshole is an open sale item <laughs> they, they they may um you know they may actually uh take on a whole new career all of a sudden. No one would even know that they went to jail for a couple of days or maybe they went to jail and all of a sudden by all appearances, all charges get dropped. And now they have a bunch of money and they have this new career because they're on a paid ticket to uh, electronically manipulate, harass, and stalk other people for the government, for the FBI. I mean, the whole, the weird, the, the, the funding arm of the organized gang stalking and electronic manipulation that is behind, I think, any social group movement right now, any especially one with civil unrest, the paid operating administrators of those resources is the FBI and the CIA. And where do they get their money from us? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, we're, we're paying, we're paying to kill fucked. ourselves. We're yeah. paying to be attacked by ourselves and it's just fucked up. I mean, organized stalking in the form of the way that I think that things are happening when some of these large gatherings of people, particularly young people uh, for a specific object of interest that is shared consensually, whether it's the Travis Scott show or a protest against, you know, police brutality, the organized stalking that is inevitably going to take place in that is a form of terrorism used against groups and individuals in malicious attempts to reduce the quality of those people's lives so that they will have either a nervous breakdown 
or they'll do something, they'll be triggered into some sort of violent reaction. That's always a huge goal. The number one goal is for them to commit suicide. That's the number one goal. The secondary goal is that they would be intimidated and nudged to a point where they have a violent reaction and they become violent toward other people. So then they can be incarcerated. They can be then institutionalized. And then that institutionalization and incarceration, they'll experience constant mental, medical, and emotional monitoring which will then induce physical pain. Uh, They will have since lost their home, their job. Uh, They'll have no more resources. Their family will abandon them once they're proven themselves to be completely out of their fucking minds, you know, and this is all done using extremely well orchestrated, like accusations, paranoid street theater, rumors, bogus, fake investigations, people following them, framing, setup, intimidation, overt, covert threats, thefts, sabotage, torture, humiliation, emotional terror. And the, the main number one goal is for people to question their sanity and ultimately harm themselves or others, finalizing and death of other people or suicide yourself. And then they move on to the next thing. And all of this is just a giant experiment. This is just human experimentation as we move forward into a new battlescape, which is the brain. It's no touch torture for sale. And it's, everywhere yeah and like i even had said to you uh <clears throat> it was even an idea that me and lux had both text each other about this <laughs> the same time we sent we sent the text to to each other about um you know with the travis scott show you know i brought up like i wonder how many of those people that died were vaccinated because i even worry about uh like we were touching upon earlier you know you just have to send a specific frequency mm-hmm. to make people you know maybe do shit uh I mean, if there's, you know, even if there's stuff in there that's able to reflect a sound wave, I mean, like, you're picking it up, your body absorbs it, let's say, or that shit reacts to it, and then starts just reflecting it to other things that are in there. I mean, yeah. you, you have this shit going all throughout your body now. Yeah. Your body's basically a 5G transmitter. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and you know, and... And this is and this is what I was I was going to mention this before, but you, you were you were going. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, you were talking about I think like you know the the Earth's uh, you know vibrational rate and how we have our own field. You know that that is totally mm-hmm. true. That's scientifically like fucking proven. You don't mm-hmm. even have to argue that shit. Part of magic is lowering yours down to the Earth's vibrational field to start yeah. getting magical you know effects to an extent and you take it further than there but you have to at least do that uh i i mean who's to say that that wasn't done through some sort of sound at that concert and let's see if it works and there's eight people in there that drop dead i absolutely believe that's true absolutely you know, I mean, because you so just need I, a sound that people don't even hear, or it could be a sound that's being blasted behind other sounds that you're not going to hear. I mean, you got fucking right. dog whistles. Dogs hear it. We don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just I guess need another, a specific another... frequency. There could be batches that have specific little frequencies attached to them. Yeah. Trigger tones. I mean, we've yes. seen all this before. I mean, look at the Manchurian Candidate, right? So, I mean, yeah, Manchurian Candidate. That's a movie. Oh, it's a, that's our imitating life. No, it's it's a predictive programming and this is what they're going to do. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe those things are both true. I definitely think art imitates life, imitates art, imitates life. Yeah. I think that's a true thing. It's an endless cycle. But another thing I think about is some of these things like Manchurian Candidate uh, through a scanner darkly, you know, like these these types of shows in movies and, and pieces of art, even Dune, um, oh, you know, Dune, they, 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 they show us these, 
these things. These are artists renderings. And I don't think it's like, Oh, prepare yourself for, you know, in the next 10 years, this is going to be a reality predictive programming as much as it's showing this is an artist rendering of what could happen. And do we have the ability, the will or the consciousness to even see it? And then provided that we see it, could we do anything about it? But I mean, we've, I mean, just to get back to that Manchurian candidate thing, I mean, that's the exact trigger tone thing is not new. (laughs) It's just, it's just not new. In fact, it's old science. It's old technology. What's interesting and new is that these things are being broadcast to massive audiences. I mean, wasn't it during the cold war? Didn't they put up all these uh, things that had microwave capabilities? Yeah, you think they took the those things down? No, <laughs> of course not. I'm like, I how know, do we man. know that shit that's you know that fucking old still isn't in use now? I know, I know that that could have explained. Uh, which actually, I wanted you to cover a little bit before before we wrapped it up. Um, even yeah, you touched on it lightly. Uh, you know the whole thing with like the riots and shit. I mean, yeah. uh, who's to say that that's that the stuff that's working then? But I, I remember you mentioned something about the planes. Right? If you didn't mind, if you would want to go over that, I thought that was interesting. Right. Yeah. So in all the cities that had um, substantial ongoing civil unrest in 2020, flying over every one of those cities, and I can only really speak with authority and agency over my own city was Portland, but uh, there were there were little Cessna airplanes that were just circling and circling and circling the exact target area. Uh, which were all the rioting and protesting was taking place. And we saw this in Kenosha. We saw this in Baltimore. We saw in every city that had extensive rioting and damaging. And I believe, uh, I, I believe, I have no way to prove any of this, but I believe that these planes were operated by FBI and that they were not just doing surveillance, not just watching what was happening, but also collecting and, sh- and, and uh, transmitting data uh, through people's frequencies and through people's devices. I know for a fact that, I mean, it's I mean, fucking NPR did a segment about FBI spy planes scraping data from people's phones and laptops above the cities and during the protesting. I mean, if NPR is covering it on mainstream media, you know what's happening, you know. And of course, it could be lie because all and all you know all main all all mainstream media lies. It's all lies, but it's it's I, I know it's I know it's not a lie because I saw it happening in real time. Well, you know, you know? actually, I, I will say I think uh, most of this the way that we read the news, uh, we take it as a complete lie. But I do actually think they put real shit in there. We just don't know how to hear it. Yeah, I think that eventually. I mean, it's it's all real. It's all real, and they're all telling. Well, or it's real to the, someone at least. <laughs> they're all telling the truth in the context in which it's framed. Being shown, you're you're totally right. Yeah. Totally right. So, well, you know, just a little slight tangent. You know, while while Fauci is talking about the, uh, you know, viability of the vaccine and the efficacy of the antibodies and the immunities, he'll frame it in a way that in the laboratory settings and with these steps, A plus B gets to C and it's with 95% immunity from the antibodies. And that's not untrue. He's not lying. It's just framed in such a way, very slippery language. He's not saying that it's going to happen to you and that it's a success globally for all individuals. He's saying that in a laboratory experiment, this was our results. Thus we can conclude that this is how it's going to work. It's he's not lying. 
he's telling the truth. He's just telling a very slippery and framed version of a hypothetical truth that is true to him and more importantly, true to various administrations and organizations. So that's, I mean, that's why when NPR says that, you know, hey, we noticed that the FBI are spying on all the protesters. Why are they doing that? You know, they're not lying. It's definitely true. But I think what's happening is that the FBI is using Stingray technology and other technology that I'm unaware of, um, because you have to remember, this is an ongoing advancing industry. And it's a billions of dollars type of industry. It's a defense industry. It's a national security industry. So, I mean, Stingray technology has been around for 25 years. It's old hat. They're not going to keep using it. But I think it's a go-to. It's affordable. And it's street level as well. I believe that the FBI and other intelligence organizations and private companies, bro, are up there in planes scraping data off people's devices, their cell phones, their laptops, their computers, their databases, and also transmitting images, data, uh, perhaps framing people, maybe zooming and, and, and shooting off child pornography onto their fucking uh, 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 hard drives so that when they can finally build a case against this particular individual or these groups over here, they then, they then have some sort of evidence with which to say, look at the, look at the CP we found on this guy's computer. Let's take him away, get him out of there. You know? And I think worse than that, as I think that they can use gang stalking type intelligence uh, weaponry, weaponized radio frequencies and microwaves to affect people's thinking, actions, bodies, and minds, uh, both individually and collectively. In fact, it's better if you could just uh, beam an entire umbrella action over an entirely targeted audience in a specific area rather than trying to single out particular individuals. I think that was what was going on. And by that, I mean that I don't believe that these rioting and the civil unrest of, of 2020 was so um, natural and inevitable. I think that these things were fomented and prolonged through electronic manipulation and intimidation, harassment and gang stalking. Yeah. I really think, uh, you know, I, I think there was a lot of, like I said, psyops going on uh, then and like, you know, uh, occult stuff. But I mean, in, in a sense, even if it was being done like the way you said, I mean, that's still kind of magic to me that's being done. Yeah. If you think about how it's, like, really happening, but... Uh, that's, that, a that made other, yeah. that's a whole nother <laughs> angle, too. I mean, because you got to believe, dude, if there are people like Michael Aquino, who is a master manipulator, uh, psyop expert, um, and who is a self-proclaimed Satanist, you know, Temple of Set, and I'm not going to say that he's not... Um, I definitely believe that he is. And I definitely believe that he is a magician. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that's he, you know, I, he, I know you got to know that he's not the only one. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> even, you know, I was looking at his story. Uh, I think more after we covered him again with Odd Man. And, uh, you know, I was like, he, him and Crowley almost have kind of the same story of just like rising up into these positions to where they're important. Mm hmm. I mean, I guess Crowley didn't, well, technically didn't make it into the government, but I mean, I'm sure he was involved well, in some sort yeah, of... Yeah, Crowley was hardly the yeah. public figure that Michael Aquino was. I mean, just think about yeah. the, um, where is it, the um, Paradiso, the whole the whole daycare thing. I, I forget oh. what the name of it is. Yeah, that that's uh, that was even, uh, I think, um, what was his name? Paul Bonacci even talked about that. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, so there's all that, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like... The dude, I mean, it's, you got guys like LeVay and Aquino who are 
pretty outspoken public figures. Yeah. Versus someone like Crowley, who's kind of a shadow lurker. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that is, yeah. Yeah. But like, even, even when I was saying, even with like psyops and stuff, uh, even like I said to you, BLM, I even felt like that was even, uh, I guess, again, making people chant uh, sounds, vibrations, getting people going. Yep. It was almost like it was beating the war drum. Absolutely. And, and these, yeah, as well, it's a certain level of mass hysteria achieved through hypnosis. And the hypnosis is something as simple as just three magic words. Say the magic words, the rule of threes. Say her name. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really think you know, about it, this black is... Black Lives Matter. Yeah. If you really Fuck think about the it, this... cops, defund the police, you know, like these, these things, these mantras, and you keep yeah. chanting them over and over and over again, and you put it on your wall. I mean, basically, if you write those words, like I saw, this is back when I was delivering mail, I mean, 99% of the customers on my route had their own homemade Black Lives Matter signs in their windows, and I'm looking oh, at these right. letters as sigils. You know, Mm -hmm. these letters are all sigils and that's a spell. They just cast a spell and they're marking their household so that the angel of darkness will pass them over. You know, we (laughs) like like a, you know, (laughs) yo, I, and you know, in talking about like, um, let's say like the, you know, planes or, or if there was something that was sending out some sort of frequency that was maybe, you know, making people act a little weird, you, you would have Mm -hmm. it now auditorily or you're not even hearing it but you got something affecting you that way and then the shit in the streets and then the shit on the tv now it's hitting you again visually yeah so now it's almost like let's say if if it only has to really just get you anger and fear and just want to act out and now we're going to show you visually how to do it and where Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's that. And then there's another deeper effect that's happening every day more and more on a material level as far as uh, movement licenses, otherwise known as a the notion, the very concept of a vaccine passport, which in, is in oh, essence, yeah. it's a movement license. Yeah. And what that equals is access or not access to certain places and things. And all those things take place in a material world, you know, uh, couple that with inflation, which has nothing to do with shortages, you know, or whatever they want to tell you. So you're seeing the consequences of these rituals um, getting more and more substance in the material world as well, even if you're consciously not connected to it. You know, even if you can see the forest and the trees or see the writing on the wall, you can't escape the material consequences of this larger, the larger magic taking place. Yeah. With you on that unless one. of course, unless of course, you know, you just abandon everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just stop using money and you stop buying stuff. And in that case, again, that's one of the larger goal is to kill yourself. Like that's the largest, yeah. that's the larger goal, you know, and in an esoteric level, I mean, why would you, why would anyone, why would that be the goal? You know, maybe because you would be declined access to the heavenly realms if you took your own life, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe everyone who takes their own life um, ends up in an army of the other, the prince of this world, as, you know, Venermani would say. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, I definitely don't know, but I think that there is something very, very substantial and important in the notion of one taking their own life. Well, I've, whether, I've even... whether, or not they're, whether or not they're conscious of themselves doing it or they're nudged or controlled by other forces. I mean, there are people who I know who have killed themselves and it was so sudden and so so impossible to accept that this person would kill themselves, but they did. 
And so it lends me to think that perhaps they weren't of their own mind. Perhaps like those thoughts that come into your mind, like we were saying, those weird abhorrent thoughts that just shoot up from your throughout your consciousness. And now they're on top of your head, like punch this guy in his face or kiss that woman or kick that kid or eat that cat. You know, perhaps these people who have killed themselves weren't thinking their own thoughts anymore. And how long had they not been thinking their own thoughts is the question I ask. You know, I've often wondered about, uh, I mean, this even ties into why even the vaccine and, uh, I think, you know, suicide would tie into, uh, into working well with this, I think. Have you ever seen the mm-hmm. movie uh, Jupiter Ascending? No, no. All right, well, uh, basically, in that movie, it's kind of funny when you think about it, and it came down to blood, too. I think it was. Um, it was be- this family was kind of going around, and I think, like, harvesting, like, the people there or the humans there. They're pretty much, like, I think, um, turning them into blood and then or powdered blood, and then they would just fucking take it with them, and they would use it, and it was keeping them going. Or getting them mm. high, or keeping them young, you know, it was almost like the whole adrenochrome type thing. But, mm-hmm. but the part I'm getting at is that they were t- technically, if you really look at it, they were harnessing energy from the, the planets that they were going to. Right. You know, there, there was something that they saw that was like within the blood, and they were just fucking harvesting it from the humans and taking it. You know, uh, I've offered wondered like, is something like that going on? And when you die in a fucked up situation or in a specific mindset or frequency is your shit kind of being hijacked once you like leave the body i know that's fucking out there but i don't think it's that far out there at all i think that's a very important thing i mean honestly that's one of the that is the almost maybe number one or number two interest of the my beautiful woman partner that i live with here christy like there's very few things that matter more to her than understanding the options we have at death yeah, you know, and and however that death is achieved, you know, whether it's through you just pass away, and really, or you get car accident or, or suicide or whether it's, all those things are irrelevant, um, you know, mostly to the concept of the fact that or the possibility, I should say that that there are indeed options, and those options are realized through one's own conscious consciousness and how they live their life. And understanding that there are records, there are real records of people's experiences and people's um, studies over millennia of people who have studied the very notion of the options at death. I mean, if you go all the way back to the Tibetan Book of the Dead, there are options. (laughs) There are options. You can ascend or you can descend or like Anubis, you know, weighs your heart against a feather. That in itself connotes a particular option. Well, I even think that all even ties in with magic too. Yeah, I mean, the, one the, of the whole thing that, is presented what, to you at the same, kind of like the same way. Yeah, one of the things that you know we think is 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 potential is that you have the potential to return. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that return might be symbolic of everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven, and part of that return may be going through a different type of dimensional portal. Maybe some would say it's the black sun. Maybe some would say that the black sun is actually the moon, or maybe you go through the moon and you get recycled and your soul and spirit essence gets 
evaluated and you either get returned or you get tricked by the light to go into the light. And if you go into the light, uh, then you end up going into that lunar or solar recycling center and you get guided through entities that look like your family. And then all your unfinished business and emotions of your earthly concerns are manifested on an archon level like your family, but they're really just beings who want to just continue to farm for them. And so they send you back to this consciousness. I mean, there's so many different mm. possibilities of what could happen. Well, I actually death. think the moon yeah. has, has, has a lot to do, to do with that. Right. I, I mean, there's a whole prison yeah. planet Gnostic thing. And well, yeah, that's, whole... that's probably more of, <laughs> that's probably, yeah. I guess more of this, the way I'd be looking at it. But I think, uh, like you're saying, I, I think maybe depending on where you're vibing at, as much as I hate those fucking expressions, uh, and well, you know, I mean, and, and it can be done on purpose, you know, which right. is which is what I think is being done, you know, instilling us with fear. Um, I think if there was a way out of the matrix when you die, um, that's not going to happen for you, right? You're being I mean, stuck here in a specific frequency just to be recycled over and over again until you fucking snap out of it. Yeah, dude, I I I think that that is the big conspiracy. It's not that there's a whole tree of thousands of different different conspiracies. There's so many people say, I'm a cons you know, he's a conspiracy theorist. Here's a conspiracy podcast. This is a conspiracy show. Like all these conspiracy channels, and they're talking about everything from the Fed to fucking um, Ellis Island to vaccines and, and all these different different nuances of what is a all these different conspiracies and there's something for everybody, you know, it's all fruit. It's all apples for people to bite into. And there is literally a conspiracy for everybody. There's at least one, but I think all that is subterfuge that keeps people confused and hungry and chasing fish uh, when there really is just one big conspiracy. Everything else is shadow play about that conspiracy, but the one big conspiracy, the key to it, I believe is the choices that we have at death and that there perhaps there is um, something being hidden from us, something very hidden in a cult in the matrix. Mm -hmm. And so we have all these things from fucking NASA to flat earth, to vaccines, to, to uh, hollow earth, you know, or all the different um, pantheons of gods and religions and the whole cosmic good and evil. All of these things I think are really just shadow place subterfuge of a, great large vast singular conspiracy which is the fact or the possibility i should say uh that we have a really big important job and role to play in this dimension here and now and um we we have work to do we've got things oh, to do yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean i'll it just even sometimes like just from the some of the experiences i've had with magic and i'll just be like yo like if that's what's out there and like what the fuck is this that's going on here right like how do we, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like so fucking far off and fucked up. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Sorry. It's a beautifully <laughs> fucked up universe. Yo, I'm just like, God damn. You know, and, 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 and to be, I don't even know how to work this in to sound like, uh, I guess, to, to sound kind of not crazy, but, you know, in magic, and, you know, you I mentioned in the crossroads and all those different options, uh, and it, it reminds me a lot, I think, uh, I think your guest was talking about Odin killing himself. Mm -hmm. um, and how more left-hand path can you get with that? Uh, I listened, you know, when I heard that, see, I see the story completely different than he does, uh, that story. 
in magic, in my opinion, and this is just, you know, and I'll get into it deeper when me and Lux actually put out the Scarlet Horse series, but you know, people may not want to hear this or believe it, but, like, really, uh, if for you to do magic, you're going to have to practically bring your heart rate down to where you do die. You're going to have mm-hmm. to physically fucking die. Your spirit gets released, and then if you really know what you're doing, you can choose where you're going. I mean, yeah. that, that is, like, really how magic happens. Uh, some people may not want to believe that, think it's too crazy, but... Uh, so, Odin, and I'll even say it for myself when I've had magical experiences, um, I gave up my life here on this earth so I could leave in the spirit. I sacrificed my flesh, and I sacrificed my blood. I left it behind and left this world in spirit so I can become closer to God. Mm. I don't know how that is really left-hand path. I mean, I came back, you know, and I'm sure, you know, it, you know, th- th- this is another whole problem with these gods. These guys are just supposed to be stories and examples. If, unfortunately, people started worshiping them because they didn't understand the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. with the same thing that's going on now, people just yeah. worshiping people because they don't understand them or even know who the fuck they are. They couldn't distinguish the parable from the biography. Yes, yes. So, uh, fuck, I don't even know where I was getting with that now. But um, you will, in my opinion, and this is the reason why I had stopped. Um, after the few experiences I have, is because you will be presented with multiple <laughs> roads to take. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the more times I keep going, I think the higher percentage I have to pick the wrong one. And I just didn't want to take that chance and become somebody I didn't want to be. Yeah, I think it's a but at least choice. but at least I have the experience to where I can maybe uh, I don't know share it with people to, to somehow bring uh, some kind of positive thinking. Yeah. I mean, if, or, or just context at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. To understand. I mean, that was probably the, you know, one of the main things that made me want to get into the shows is was eventually, I mean, I'm not promoting or telling people to go out there and do that, but I think uh, most people have no idea. Like that's really what magic is. I mean, and you can do that through meditation or listening to sounds in your ears. Yeah. You know, and sure. uh, you have, I mean, it comes, it's going to come with a lot of work that you have to do on the self because you're going to have to actually, believe it or not, just like Jesus, you're going to have to be okay with dying yeah. because you're going to know that that's what you're doing. Yeah. And isn't it any, I mean, and any it- fucking fear that you have in your life right now is going to stop that from happening and make you feel like shit because you attempted it. Yeah, isn't it convenient then that we've been programmed over the last, really the last couple of years more than ever, harder than ever before to uh, assume that that uh, that there should be no death yeah. of anything ever at all from our bodies to our animals to the earth. Like this is the very, like, it's like we've been nudged away from uh, the embracing of uh, of a finality in almost every single capacity. Yeah. And I think that is uh, by design manufactured, I believe it is, to keep the the bulk of humanity engaged beyond their will and consciousness in ongoing perpetual ritual. Yeah. I see, and, th- and this is a, a thing that I guess how I can Willful say- but unconscious participants in something so vast and so massive that they they could never fathom it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, you know, the fear of, you know, it's so hard to even talk about this, like in the, in the right way, but it's, you know, people fear death. I think mm -hmm. way more than we should. I'm not saying that we should go out and kill people or kill ourselves, but uh, I, I will say I think because of the magical experiences I have, uh, if and when the time comes for me not to be here, I don't think I will be as scared as the average person because I think I have somewhat of an idea of where I'm going. You know, yeah, and it's going I, you know, to be a much more beautiful place than I am at now. So yeah. fuck it, game's over. It's time to go. See you later. I got right. better places to go. But that's personally, I, I have no fear about it. And honestly, to be totally frank, I yearn for it, man. I really do. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I yo, really should we do. just drop but, the fucking nuke and end all this shit and just I, fucking start over again? <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna present the caveat to that. As much as I yearn for it and embrace the very notion of it, I am not stupid to assume that I am complete with my work yet. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I see, am not. That's and nor am I inclined to push and nudge that completion along. You know, I'm simply here to do the work, to make my art and live my life and experience this dimension and this subjective existence as to the fullest as I possibly can. Um, yeah, well, that's magic, and, though. You know, that's it. That, that's a part of magic. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I still do like meditations and stuff. And, I, and I'll be honest, sometimes... During those things, I actually do come up with like these little things that I use on the show. You know, the, neither the intros that I'm starting to make now or even stuff with topics. And, you know, I, I look at it as, you know, with magic or, you know, even with meditation, let's say you're not going that deep, but you're just kind of scratching the veil, maybe they'll call it. Mm -hmm. um, you can be given some amazing inspiration. You, you can be given these thoughts and these beautiful ideas and then you can somehow take that and create something in this world somehow. I don't care if it's a fucking picture. You want to go chisel a fucking wood statue. You want to start a, a podcast. Oh, baby, fuck. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I have to get man, too that's fucking. That's the easiest you know, one. No, yeah, but you know what? I hate to say it. I think marriage and kids are just more of the matrix. I'm sorry to say. I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, besides that, or besides a baby, um, <laughs> You just fucked me all up with that one. Uh, you know, a, a podcast or, you know, start painting. You, you, you have these inspirations when you, when, you know, I'll, I'll take it as David Icke does it. You, uh, David Lynch, I'm sorry, David Lynch. You will eventually tap in to like almost consciousness and you'll get this little fucking golden gem, you know, and create and do something with that and freely give it or hand it out and give it to other people. Just with no intentions besides that you're proud of what you did and you hope somebody else likes that. That's fucking magic in this world. And I think that's what we need more of. Not the virtual signaling, uh, virtue signaling like, oh, look at what I did like me. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Just everybody right. find your own separate creativity and embrace it and let it go. Yeah. And the world would be I so know. much different. I know. I mean, it, it really would. It would, it would change whether it wanted to or not. Just with just the tiniest shift of quieting down and being just a just a short, curly hair, more conscious. Yeah, and it start to dream and imagine again. We've been ripped yeah. from our dreams and our fucking in, in imagination. It's been taken. Well, our us. dreams and imagination are for sale, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're talking about burning our meal ticket, man. Come on. 
was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yo, that was a that was an awesome, really an awesome talk too, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, for very cool, on. man. I love talking. Yeah, with yeah. You, I let this one. I normally don't do like an hour and a half on my show, but I, you know, with you, I had to. Uh, I wanted to keep it going. So. Well, it's hard to shut me up. No, I no, I, I really. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few guests that I have to say. You know, I'm not putting down anybody else, but there's. There's only very few that I feel like I can really start getting rolling on with my own like weird ideas, you know, and, and you entertain them. So I appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> love talking with, I love talking with cool people. I love yeah, talking about Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm super happy to have an opportunity to be on your show. Yo, and, no, thank you, man. The pleasure just was get out mine. there a little bit more. It's been Fuck really yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, let everybody again know where they can find your stuff. All right. So this is the sound of my voice. I am Dean Reiner of the Up Is Down podcast. You can check me out, check out the show, or you can leave it alone. I really don't give a shit, man. I don't care. I'm not trying to get tons of followers or downloads or subscribes or shares. I really, it's become clear to me that I have a very, very intense and small, organic, self-produced audience who like the stuff that I do, no matter what I produce or how I produce it. I don't do weekly shows. I don't talk about... Uh, the low-hanging fruit, everyday topics everyone goes bananas about. I just do a specific kind of thing the way I want to do it for the for myself, honestly. So I don't really give a shit if you like the show or not. I'm always going to make it. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what? And I have to interrupt you. When I was listening to your show and I heard like all like the snippets and stuff you put in, <laughs> you know, I, w- I, w- I swear to God, I-, I saw like, you know, I guess you, you probably won't hear it. Yeah. I'm like making stuff kind of like intros and I'm getting a little bit weirder, but it's kind of like there is a meaning behind everything. You know, there's a reason why every single little sample and stuff I'm doing in in my shows, if somebody actually understands magic, they'll understand what the fuck I'm saying. But like, I'm putting that stuff in because I like it and I enjoy it. And I was listening to your show and I'm like, the only reason this dude is putting all this stuff in here is because he actually enjoys doing this. Yeah, it's well, I'm an artist, man. I like, mean, no, I'm, like I'm a, I saw that. I saw that. And I was like, and that's why I was even telling you, even with your notes, I was like, you know, you, you put work into your stuff. And I think, you know, it's, it's impressive. Hell yeah. Thanks a lot, dude. I, yeah, I really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no, I no, I, I caught that right away. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, been, the, the, the show is up is down. You can catch me on any kind of podcast platform. I'm definitely out there. I don't have YouTube or anything like that. Um, you can always listen to the show at deanreiner.com. That's my website, man. That's where I got, you know, the RSS feed is there. All the episodes are there. There's a blog I haven't updated for a long time, but I also, because I'm an artist, the podcast is just one of the pieces of art that I work on. You know, I just, I make that, but I also do, um, oil painting. I do charcoal drawings, carbon pencil drawings. Um, I make multimedia stuff and I recently got the website all tightened up and there's a shop there now as a gallery store. And if people want to support the work, um, I don't do the podcast, um, behind a paywall, you know, like I, it, it, as you know, dude, it costs money to have mm-hmm. bandwidth and <laughs> it, it, it costs. You don't money think people to, realize it actually does cost a penny to, I mean, it, I does, have... it does cost a penny and it <laughs> takes a bit of work. And if you value your time as a creative person, it, it's time. It takes a lot of work actually. Yeah. It if, takes if a lot creative, of work. Yeah, and so I, I, I ask people to consider as a value for value kind of thing. I'm never, I mean, I'm, I haven't, and I don't want to put anything behind a paywall. I want people to enjoy the, the product as value, recognize that there's value in it, and then consider returning some of that value back to the show. It's very simple. I don't make hardly any money off of the podcast, but every now and then there's a good handful of people that continually support the work. The same work people are getting for free, they they pay for it anyway, which is really cool. But um, this is a shameless plug. I'm sorry, I'm going to go on. But no, no, no. 
if people really like the work that I do, which it doesn't matter to me if they do or not, but if they do and they want to support it, the best way to support the work is to visit the website, deanminer.com, go to the art gallery. If you like some of the work that I have up there, you can support the show by buying a print, uh, buying a painting, buying an amulet, and then you have something that is completely unique, 100% original, beautiful. You can have it to show for your support and you become an instant producer of the podcast. So that's a good way to do it. But anyway, nice. um, you can find me at Twitter at up is down podcast on Twitter. You can follow me or not. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you can listen to the show or not. I don't really care, but that's just the way that I do it. Yeah. Well, I, I suggest, uh, you know, I think the people that listen to me quite regularly will definitely get something out of your show. Cool. So man. I, I, suggest, so. I suggest people to go check out his stuff. He definitely makes you think, uh, I let him plug his shit because, and sell his stuff because he doesn't sell a savior. All right, because I know sometimes I shit on people for uh, having ten different ways to send them money, but it's because they are selling a savior. Dean is yeah, going. Dean's going to make you think. <laughs> so yeah, and he spends time. So I'm not knocking the man for trying to make a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I don't have any. Believe me, I try to struggle with that sometimes too. And I'm like, yo, I just spent ten hours to make a fucking two and a half minute intro for my fucking podcast. <laughs> but the thing was, it's like I enjoyed it and I liked it, so I'm like, you know, my, you know, I'm the fucking asshole, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, but it's, but it's, but and I've blown believe it, and I mean, I've spent probably just a thousand dollars just on a you know on a fucking equipment. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's it's not a small investment. And if you uh -huh. value yourself as a creative force, it's going to get stupid. more and more expensive. <laughs> yeah, you'd be stupid not to at least offer that as yeah. something valuable in exchange for value. I mean, come on. Yeah, what no, we, we were thinking about maybe doing merchandise eventually. So at least they're yeah. getting something too. You know. Yeah. So you know, and, and just to say, like, I have no problem with people that put their shit behind a paywall. I don't care. It's just not for me. It's a very successful model for people. For many, most podcast i mean dude there's people that i support on patreon there's people i support oh, yeah, on patreon that I, I don't even listen to their show anymore but i still send them money every month you know i mean so there are people who are producing really cool valuable shit and it's behind the paywall and i think that's great for me personally it's just not a model that i want to embrace the shit hasn't hit the rubber the rubber hasn't hit the road that hard yet <laughs> uh, but if it if it does you better believe i'm gonna start thinking outside <laughs> of my own box Yo, I'll be totally honest with you. There's, there's people I know that have shows that I promote, have on, that do it. Uh, that, you know, that's their way of income. But the thing is, I mean, they, they fucking hustle. You got to I, I can't man. knock, and I don't knock these don't dudes, knock man. I don't it. knock them at all because they actually, it's a fucking job. It's a fucking <laughs> job. I just don't know if I want to make it a job. I just have too many other interests. You know what I'm saying? Dude? Like I got too many other things I like to work on that if I was going to try to make the, the podcast into a sole income generator, I would be going around the clock 24 seven oh, every day. Yeah. And I just yeah. don't want to just, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, paint myself into a corner of doing just this type of artwork because I'm a fucking badass. I do all kinds <laughs> of shit and almost all the other stuff that I do, everything that I do, I end up doing really, really well. And I can't just do the same thing all the time. I just can't. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually totally forgot. I mean, it's eventually going to be for the show. I spent like fucking almost 300 bucks on a MIDI controller and like almost another 300 on a, oh fuck, what's it called? East West drum, uh, drums, a uh, drum, something, whatever. Like just so I can start making my own beats and my own music for my shows. So I don't have to worry about copyright shit anymore. There you go, man. But, just, <laughs> I was like, hey, just. but but you know what? I used to DJ. I used to make my own beats when I was younger, when I was a kid. So like now I'm like, yo, this is fucking awesome. I can start making my own cheesy beats for my podcast. So I mean, it's right. going to be fun for me too. 
Dude, there, well, just so you know, man, there's so much um, uncopyrighted content. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know you know what? So when it's, well, that's the whole thing. I would take, I'm going to take that shit, loop things, you know. I'll, I'm going to, you know, make my own stuff out of, like, samples and shit. But, but stuff I know I won't have a problem with, you know what I'm saying? Totally. You know, then add drums to it or whatever, or sound effects. But, yeah, I, I want to, I, so, I mean, I guess that's even more money I technically spent on doing this shit. <laughs> which, which I haven't Personally, even touched. I haven't even touched it yet because I've been so busy with other stuff. Dude, personally for me, man, I I just don't give a fuck. I, I yeah. if there's a song I want to put on my podcast, oh I, yeah, yeah, you know. And I mean, I'm just I know I'm just biding time and I'm pushing my luck, but that's just you know I'm yeah. kind of a fuck rocker in that way. I don't really give a shit. And if the, if I get some sort of strike and they gotta take it down, then I'll fucking take it down. Uh, but until then, I mean, my shit's up and I don't really care. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, everybody, go please go check out his stuff. Um, yeah, up is down. Yeah, yes, up is down podcast. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, this is the first time hearing me or whatever, I also have the occult rejects. Uh, the links for that will be in the show notes and uh, a Discord as well. Um, and you can find all my stuff on uh, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube, and uh, most major podcasts. Awesome, and, man. Yes, and thank you again, Dean, so much for coming. No worries. Definitely. My pleasure, man. It's a lot of fun. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, until the next one, everybody be well. Later. All right, man.